folks uh, as i said previously uh, i am very disappointed by the government decision to put up a resolution in the national assembly to expel an ambassador of a great country a country who has helped pakistan a lot it seems like the mullahs in pakistan have become bigger threat than india and uh, as i have said many many times india was never a threat it was supposed to be a friend of pakistan and that was the vision of qadiyazam when he was leaving bombay he said we want to be friend forever and in one of the interview which he gave to voice of america he said we want to be like canada and america that was his vision but the military generals of pakistan they had a different idea they grabbed the power by force and then they create animosity anti india animosity unnecessarily and then they closed the borders except the wagha border now it is amazing that a nation will make such a stupid decision that it will open one door to india but close the main door which was the door com- coming from sindh that door was so close to industrial hub of india and after repeated request from the crachities and from saint uh, they the door was partially open and little bit traffic is allowed through there but the main entry point to india is wagha where punjabi custom inspectors they make tons of money and they harass everybody particularly and uh, indian muslim because the military the isi they portrayed uh, the the mahajirs the immigrants from india as the enemy of the state after they refused to accept their hegemony and demanded their rights anyway it's a different story and the mahajirs have been very unlucky that they had a stupid leader who has taxi driver mentality and could not actually help the nation instead instead he changed it into a gang of blackmailers thugs bigger the thug bigger was the leader of mqm that is the tragedy and that is what actually uh, destroyed the future of uh, mahajir nation we will discuss this issue later as well but the point is that this resolution actually made pakistan an absolute joke in the world nowhere in the world on the demand of few mullahs a national assembly resolution is printed is presented no way mullahs do not have power in any country of the world like the way they have in pakistan and all this all started when the zaul haq 
who wanted to hang Bhutto and solidify his position, gave up his, all his powers to Mullahs, who grabbed his balls and his neck and forced him to implement the Islamic law system. And ironically, the assembly who approved those stupid laws was selected by Ziaullah, handpicked by Ziaullah. They were not elected. So when this bill was presented, six mullahs, they speak in favor of it. I'm sorry, five mullahs or five members and one was against it. And one said that this law, these laws should not be approved so hurriedly and should be given to a committee so discuss and evaluate the laws first before making them a law and the part of the constitution. Two mullahs became so furious that they said either you pass this law now or 250,000 people will surround the assembly and they will catch our necks because they love Muhammad to their death. What a stupid claim. But the assembly which was selected has come to this demand and the laws were approved in about 30 minutes. It is the biggest tragedy and the biggest violation of process of National Assembly process in the country. And those laws, they give them the sword for every mullah in Pakistan that he can behead any Pakistani if he do anything against their wishes. And we saw that when Salman Tasir, one of the best human beings in this world, was murdered by uh, a thug who was his bodyguard. The TLP leader who died now and I'm sure burning in hell, if there is a hell, uh, incited him and actually helped him kill Salman Tasir. But the government had no balls to go against this bastard. The reason why the Islamic laws were forced was that the mullahs who have grabbed power little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit at a time, they got the absolute powers. With the 295C and fair other laws, they forced the nation to go back to 7th century, primitive era, an stupid era, a barbaric era, an era which history never supported because there was so much barbarism back then. So the power given to Mullah on the basis of this blasphemy issue was so much that everybody became ineligible to even challenge them. And the military created these thugs because they were their right hand. They were the people who have supported Ziaul Haq to overthrow Bhutto and then later hang him. And these are the people who do everything illegal in this country. 
molesting the kids, raping little girls, hanging them, beating them to death and what not. And we discussed in the past the issue of blasphemy for a while and uh, in the newspaper dawn there had been very detailed uh, description and the application of blasphemy in Muslim history over 1400 years. There never had been a single death, single killing in the name of blasphemy or in the name of Muhammad. Not even one in Pakistan in the last 50 years we have seen tragedies after tragedies. Hundreds of people have been killed, burned to death, slaughtered the same way the 7th century barbarians used to do and what not. And the reason why mullahs want this blasphemy laws and why they want that nobody can criticize Muhammad is because Muhammad was a mullah. Uh, every prophet except a few have been mullahs and Muhammad being a mullah and mullahs using him as their money-making idol they want to make sure that nobody criticizes Muhammad so that they can continue making money and blackmail the nation. This full of blasphemy law, as I said, has given the sword in the hand of every mullah. And they really are against Pakistan. They don't care about Pakistan. They are supposedly Arab slaves. They get involved in smuggling through Hajj and Umrah. You will see all these mullahs going for Hajj for like 20 times. Well, even if it is obligatory, it's only just one time. And then they created this idea that you can do Hajj with your, uh, for your dead people, for parents who could not go and they will be rewarded in Jannah. Bullshit. I mean, the basic idea of religion is what you do in this world and what rewards, if there is any hereafter, will be given to you. You cannot do anything good for a dead person. But they created it, Saudis supported it, and then Saudis made billions and these mullahs made millions. And the nation got poorer and poorer. And the main reason why they don't want anybody to talk about Muhammad is that they don't want to read about him, about his history, about his character, about what he did to his own people. The absolute racist ideology which he created where he said that if there are two men alive in my tribe, they will be the caliph. That means the power will always remain in Quraysh's hand or Banu Hashim or whatever you call it. And unfortunately, obviously fortunately it did not happen because when he died, the Abbasid, the Umayyads took it over, then Abbasid came and then after that, that caliphate was also drowned by Genghis Khan.
by Mongols. So there, if you look into the history, if you read the history, you will see very clearly the character of Prophet. There is an example that, or I will tell you a story. Let's say you have, uh, you are living in a town and then you have a wife who is strolling out your daughter just to, you know, have some walk and then a 50 plus 55 years old person comes and says, what a beautiful girl. If she becomes an adult and I am alive, I will marry her. Now imagine that. And this is our Prophet Muhammad. It is in Hadith. So if the person was so much sexaholic, then the mullahs have to create blasphemy laws so that the people will not say any word against him. I mean, we have to think about it and get rid of this. And even the so-called educated uh, entertainers, or I would say he is like worse than a comedian, Amir Lakat he said recently that Nabuwat nahi di ja sakti. What the hell? There is not a single word in Quran which says uh, Muhammad was the last prophet. Not a single word. Only one word which says Khatamun Nabiyin. And Khatam in Arabic means stamp. And that one liner came after when an incident happened where Khatija, which was who was giving going in a caravan, was left behind for a night because she later she says she was trying to find her bangles and then she came back with uh, one of his servant and then the people started asking questions so the so Muhammad he left Khatija alone for a couple of months in his father's house and then after a couple of months when he desired him again again he took her back and then he said that anybody who blames without four witnesses should be lashed. So the people who had spread that message, they were lashed and the last line of that statement is that I am Khatimul Nabiyyin that means I am the stamp of the prophets. There is no way because 7th century Allah was so primitive and so immature. There is no way that even if he was real, he could have said that Muhammad was the last prophet. With so many mistakes in Quran, with so many uh, barbarism in 7th century done by Muhammad's associates and with so many uh, injustices how could 
that person be called last prophet no way this is all made up this is all made up by sufis this is all made up by other mullahs the shia mullahs they said muhammad was the last prophet but ali was his uh, next kin and is eligible for all his heritage and muhammad said that ali if i am the the knowledge he is the door of knowledge self created these so these mullahs they started this last prophethood drama so that they can authenticate their position they were using one mullah to authenticate their status in society and then they created sharia laws then they created hadith and then a new hooligan system was enforced on muslims arabs and non arabs so these mullahs the imams they created uh, a system of governing where the caliph was absolute had absolute power and the, the subjects were only supposed to be sacrificed on the order of the caliph they were not paid anything for fighting for them and if they die they were just called shaheed and then dumped in a pit they they created a hadith where muhammad said that the shaheed is alive and when he is alive then we don't have to wash him we don't have to give him kafan we can just put him in a pit and he is gone to jannah i mean it's made the caliph's life so easy that he don't have to carry a regular army he all he has to do is just call for jihad then everybody is forced to come in anybody who doesn't come in they threaten to expel him or burn his house and that was the punishment which no one could accept so that is why so much expansionism happened but then when they slowed down and then we saw the mongols coming and totally annihilating the arab caliphate and then we saw turkish coming and they used the same sharia system they used the hanafi school of thought and they keep their strangulation on muslims or their subjects neck there was no freedom no rights nothing that is why we saw that in when the europe awakened and they created nation states they created democracy all these muslim governments they crumbled like like a sand from the time the napoleon i mean the french established the regular army and a system how the army should be trained nobody in the world in the muslim world was able to catch with their capability and their determination and their discipline and that system is still prevailing in modern society the american forces they are trained in the same line and they are the best in the world pakistani forces also train in british way but they got corrupted they are more interested in defense colonies and they created unnecessary animosity with india 
to molest their own nation. And you can see how they treat. So we have mullahs who are using this blasphemy drama which is an absolute shit. Because never in the history of Muslim world or Arab world, nobody has ever enforced the blasphemy laws like we have done in Pakistan. Even in one of the OIC meetings, the Turkish minister said that we tried the West to not uh, say anything bad against our Prophet, but they refused and said this is our human right. We make jokes about everybody, even including dogs, I mean guards. So we cannot accept this stupid idea that we should refrain from commenting on Muhammad who has such a checkered past. He said, we can make our own laws in our country for ourselves, but not like Pakistan. Listen to this, not like Pakistan. Pakistan is a joke now. I would say worse than a joke after this resolution presented in assembly. The world community is totally amazed that a country which has half a million army who can handle any damn person, even two million mullahs are no big deal for them. They just have to slap few and everybody else will go home. But they will not because they are their trump card. They are their safety card. They are their right hand to annoy, to exploit, and to force civilian government not to enjoy any power. This must change, folks. This blasphemy shit should go away. This Islamic laws which have made Pakistan an absolute joke should go away. We have to take out Islam from our constitution. Because Islam what? The main point is that if this country was created for Islam, then the people who created or who is spearheaded, they are all confirmed kafir today in Pakistan. Ismailis, Shias, Boris, Khanis. I mean they were the one who actually created Muslim League, they were the one who struggled because they were educated and they thought if we get a separate land for ourselves, we can probably do better because we are unable to compete with Hindus. Hindus were excelling in every field of human life. When the British came, they adopted their language and became their right hand. They helped them. Very, very few Muslims saw or had any foresight to work with British. Sir Sayyid Ahmad Khan, he was working with the Mughals because his family was a Mullah. And then he decided to join British. He became their spy. And in 1857, he helped British government a lot. Then the British helped him establish a school, college, which later turns university. And then he went to London and made a request to the Queen that I have done so much service to the Crown. 
I should be given the status of sir. And then the British, after many pleadings, they gave him the status of sir, and he was very proud to be called Sir Sayyid Ahmad Khan. This guy was a spy. This guy was Islamist. The university he created is absolutely on Islamic values, where the girls were disallowed even to visit the library because they wanted to have separate. The education he provided was only to the people who had money in Muslim world. He did not expand his university like the rest of the Hindu universities. 20 million people and his number of students only 40,000. If he or his predecessors, I mean not predecessors, I mean the people who took up the power after him, if they had any brain, they will at least create 10 such universities with the same enrollment. But they were mullah mind. They were not in supporting poor Muslims to get better. They wanted to be the leader of the Muslims, but keep them poor. And every mullah in India is doing the same thing. I mean, they are even bullshitting about the law India has forced where the husband has to pay alimony if he has kid or even if he doesn't have kid because if you have a wife and he helps you for 10 years or even one year if you divorce her you should pay alimony but in Islamic law the, there is no alimony there is no support the women as I said earlier are treated like dirt they are only giving few months ration and then let go go where they don't care that is why the second wife or third wife or fourth wife used to work as a servant in the same house and say oh nahi maharani aa gayi hai ab hum abdiyon ka hath mein rahenge i mean there is no human value in islamic system in any capacity women are treated the worst Anyway, coming back to this, uh, this mullah drama and the military drama, folks, my sincere advice to you is that make a group of civilized people. And I know there are many uh, civic organizations. Unite them. Make them work with Imran Khan. Imran should work with opposition and make a force to reckon with to combat these mullahs and their supporters or their guardians, the GHQ. If it is not done in the next five years, I think there may not be a Pakistan. God bless.